From the Free Presbyterian Church of Ulster we present Let the Bible Speak. It's good to have you join us today as we spend time around the Word of God, preaching Christ in all His fullness to men and women in all their need. good to be here and we're thankful for the opportunity of being able to minister God's word 
And I want to thank each one for joining with us around the Word of God as we seek to let the Bible speak. There's a short portion of Scripture that I would like to read together, and it's found in the New Testament, the book of the Acts and the chapter 3. The book of the Acts and the chapter 3, and we'll commence our reading at the first verse of the chapter. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they led daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Amen. We'll end our reading at the eighth verse. And may the Lord be pleased to bless his word to each of our hearts. Let us now unite together in a word of prayer. We're conscious that we need the help of the Lord in the ministry of his word. Our gracious God and our loving Heavenly Father, we do thank Thee that we can seek Thy face together in the Saviour's precious name. And we rejoice that as we come to Thee, that Thou art the one who is sovereign, Thou art the Lord God Almighty. And we can say that there is but one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus And Father, as we come to Thee, we thank Thee for Thy love and for Thy grace and for Thy mercy. And we praise Thee for Thy precious Word that we have read together. And we ask, O God, that as we would consider it, that it might prove to be a blessing to the hearts of each one that would hear. And grant our Father that the entrance of Thy Word would give light to each one of our hearts. We do pray for those who were saved that they would grow in grace and in the knowledge of their Lord and Savior. And we pray for any who may be yet outside of Christ, that thy word would make them wise unto salvation. So hear our prayer and presence thyself with us and grant to us now the help of God the Holy Spirit. We ask these things in the Savior's great name. Amen. I would like us to consider together this great miracle of healing that we have read about in Acts chapter 3 and the opening verses. And really what we're seeing in effect here is a life changed by the power of God. Peter and John are involved with this miracle. 
And we find that Peter and John are often together. We have traced 19 verses in the New Testament where we find the name of Peter and John in the same verse. And so they were often in each other's company, right back to the days when they were fishermen. And we can think of Simon and Andrew and James and John, the two sets of brothers as they were in the fishing industry together there on the Sea of Galilee. And so they were fishermen together. But we know that they were also men who served the Lord together. There was that time in each of their lives, Peter and John, whenever they came to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, And the Lord then called them to follow him. And as they followed the Lord, they became disciples of the Lord. And they knew that intimacy with the Lord Jesus Christ. They had the privilege of being in his presence. And we know that Peter and John were also members of that inner circle, Peter, James, and John. And they were given many privileges that the other disciples uh, did not experience. It was Peter, James, and John who the Lord took with him into the room when he raised Jairus' daughter from the dead. It was Peter, James, and John that had the privilege of going up with the Lord to the Mount of Transfiguration. It was Peter and John who prepared the Passover And also the three were with the Lord in the Garden of Gethsemane. And on that first resurrection morning, Peter and John ran together to the sepulcher that held the Lord Jesus Christ. And so these were men who were in each other's company often. They were fishermen together. They were saved men. They were men who served the Lord and they prayed together. In fact, in this passage of Scripture that we have read, Peter and John together were on their way to the temple for the time of prayer. And as they came to the temple, they met a man there, a certain man. And it tells us there that as he was looking alms, as he was begging, that Peter and John looked upon him. And they said to him, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And by the power of Almighty God, this man was able to rise up. He was able to stand on his feet. He was able to walk and to leap. And my, what a change in this man's life by the power of God. But what the power of God did for this man physically, there's also a lesson for us here spiritually. And I would like us to consider this great miracle in the gospel and consider what the Lord can do in a life. He can change that life by his great power. And thinking about this man and the miracle, think firstly about the description of this man. In verse 2 of Acts chapter 3, it simply says, And a certain man, lame. 
And so we learn something right away about this man. He's described as being lame. He is unable to walk. Walking in the Bible is often used as an illustration of our spiritual condition. There are those in the Bible who were said to walk with God. And that is, they had entered into fellowship and communion with the Lord. Men like Noah and Enoch, they walked with God. Whenever the Lord appeared to Abraham, the Lord said to Abraham, Walk thou before me, and be thou perfect. And in the New Testament Scriptures, again, that word walk is used to describe our spiritual condition. We're to walk in wisdom, and we're to walk in the Spirit. But the problem with man in his natural condition is that man cannot walk before God, and man cannot walk with God, because spiritually, man is lame. And so we learn from the description of this man about our spiritual condition. But not only is he described as being lame, it says in verse 2, and a certain man lame from his mother's womb. And so this was a man who had never walked. This was a man who never knew what it was to stand up upon his feet from the very day that he was born. And therefore, we can say that he was born with this condition. And again, that teaches us an important truth in the gospel. Because as sinners, unable to walk before God, we would have to say we were born that way. Naturally, we were born sinners. In the Psalm 51 and the verse 5, the psalmist said, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Born in sin and shapen in iniquity. The Psalm 58 and the verse 3 says, The wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they are born speaking lies. And so spiritually, we're lame from the womb. We're unable to walk before God in our natural condition. It's speaking to us about man's original sin. And that is the corruption that is within each one that is born of Adam's line. And therefore, we're born sinners. Naturally, we're sinners. And then we commit sin. And we're sinners not only by nature, but we're sinners by practice. And here we can see with this man, there's a picture of the unsaved soul. He's lame. And he's lame from his mother's womb. And then it also tells us in verse 2 that he was carried. And there's the inability of that man. And his total inability having to be carried reminds us of the inability of the sinner. The sinner is completely without strength. 
In fact, whenever the Apostle Paul wrote to the Romans in the chapter 5 and the verse 6, he said, For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. When we were yet without strength, the inability of man in his natural estate. And we can see from the passage of Scripture that we have read that this man was begging. This man was asking for alms. And so he was a poor man. He was a man who was absolutely destitute, a man who was in poverty. And again, his condition, speaking to us spiritually and showing to us the state of the natural man before God, spiritually were bankrupt, spiritually were in poverty, spiritually we have nothing that we could offer whereby we would find favor and acceptance before God, spiritually we're destitute. And so we can learn much from the description of this man. But I want you to think, secondly, about the desire of this man. We've already indicated from the verse 3 that he was asking alms. And in the verse 5, as he's looking on Peter and John, he's actually expecting there to receive something off them. So here is a man, and as he sits there, he has an expectation. He is a longing in his heart. He has a desire. And that desire is that he would receive something that would somehow improve the quality of his life that he could receive something that would give him a better life, something that would give him that better future that could alleviate his difficulty, something worth living for. I've no doubt he was expecting money to be given to him. Money might have helped a bit. Money may have improved his quality of life, but money would never have changed his physical condition, the desire that he had within his heart to be better and to be well and to be able to walk, that would never be changed by money. That's why Peter, looking upon him, said, silver and gold, have I none? My money can do many things, but money can never change our spiritual condition. But rather, Peter and John, rather than giving him money, gave him a message. The message there was the message of the Lord Jesus Christ. They said to him, look on us. In other words, pay attention to us and listen to what we're going to say. We have a message for you. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And here Peter and John were witnessing to this man of the Lord Jesus Christ and speaking, no doubt, about the recent events at Jerusalem. I wonder if this man heard anything of the Savior. In all of his need and all of his desire, had he heard about the Lord Jesus Christ, who had come into this world, 
The Savior who had been taken and by cruel hands he was nailed to the tree and he poured out his life's blood to pay the price for our redemption that he was buried and praise God on the third day he rose again. Peter and John were sharing with this man about the Lord Jesus Christ. And there's many a soul today in need Many's a soul has that desire to have something better and something worth living for. And there's the challenge to God's people that we should be reaching out to such with the message of the gospel and telling others of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so there's the description of this man and the desire of this man. But think as well about the deliverance of this man tells us there that they commanded him in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And this man, a poor man as he was, my, he got more than he could ever have imagined that day. He got more than he could ever have hoped for that day. It was not by silver and gold. It was not by the power of Peter or John, but it was in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. When it refers to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that name really takes in his person and his work. The person of the Lord Jesus Christ, all that he is and his work, all that he has done. And as the Savior there shed his blood upon the cross and paid the price for our redemption and accomplished our salvation, we're to come to trust in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to trust in his person and to rest upon the finished work of the cross. If you were looking at Acts chapter 3, you could glance on down the chapter to the verse 16, and we read there, and his name, through faith in his name, hath made this man strong, whom ye see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. It's faith in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that brings deliverance. And I ask you, can you look to that time in your life when you came to faith and trust in the Lord Jesus, came to rest upon the finished work of Calvary and to know today that you stand with perfect soundness spiritually before the Lord. There has been that change in your life. And here was this man and what a change there was in his life by the power of Almighty God. And you can see there in the passage, verse 7, and he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength. And Luke, who is the writer of the book of the Acts, who was the physician, the beloved physician, he describes here what happened medically. Oh, it tells us that the strength came back into his feet and his ankle bones. 
He received that strength, and here was a new beginning. Here was a new future. Here was a new life. A life changed and transformed by the power of God. And for any unsaved soul, that's what the Lord can do for you when you come to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Just very quickly as we close, think about the delight of this man. In verse 8 it says, And he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. You see, there's a new power in his life. He who had never been able to stand before, never been able to walk before, he's now up on his feet. He has a new power. He's able to leap. He's making progress. What a picture of the newborn babe in Christ, the one converted to the Lord and making that progress in their Christian lives. Here was a man who wanted to praise the Lord. The end of that eighth verse says he's walking and leaping and praising God, full of praise to the Lord. For all that the Lord has done for him, he wants to praise his holy name. Then there's prayer in the life of this man as well. Because it's interesting to notice right in the center of that eighth verse, it says that he entered with them into the temple. Oh, having this new strength in his legs and being on his feet for the first time in his life, maybe there were many places he would have thought of going. Maybe he would have run home to family or maybe run to the pleasures of the world. But no, it says he entered with them into the temple. And right at the very beginning of the chapter, they were going to the temple for prayer. And here's a man who represents to us that newborn babe in Christ. And they've got that new power and of that desire to praise. And they're praying to the Lord. A life changed by the power of God. There's a representation here of what the Lord can do for each one of us spiritually. And I trust that each one will know that faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and will know that life that takes on that transformation. For if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Behold, old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. Thank you for listening to God's word and may the Lord bless it to each and to every heart. Let us pray. Our gracious God and our loving heavenly Father, we thank thee once again for thy precious word and we praise thee that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and we pray that thou wouldst take thine own inspired and infallible truth and send it forth in the power and in the demonstration of the Holy Spirit of God and use it to strengthen every believer. Use it, O God, to challenge the unconverted. And even through this broadcast, we pray that precious souls would be the saved of the Lord. Do receive of our thanks and do abide with us each one. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ 
the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of God the Holy Spirit rest, remain, and abide with each one, both now and ever. We ask it for Jesus' sake. Amen. Thank you for spending some time with us today around the Word of God. For further information, visit our website at ltbs.tv. We look forward to joining with you next time as we seek to let the Bible speak once again.